I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar, you know, you actually have to work out, apparently. <laughs> and you shouldn't eat more of these than, you know. Just because they're lower in calories doesn't mean you can eat 10 of them. You know, that's you what they that, say. You do that thing where you have the, the five Built Bar sandwich, which I don't think. It is delicious. It's a lot of different flavors. And yeah. it's a very, it's I mean, delicious. you have to mash them down quite yeah. a bit. To, and it's better, too. If you use, you know, low-fat ice cream. Right. See, I don't think this is how they're designed to be used. Yeah, it's really, that's what they're telling me now, I guess. Uh, Built.com, they are really, really good. They're like candy bars, except they're like 130 calorie, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 7 grams of protein, uh, 100% real chocolate. They they are unlike any any protein or diet food you've ever had. Built.com, get Beck 15, say 15% now, promo code. Don't worry about that inflation or war or, you know, anything, food shortages or something, because Samantha Power is on it. She's now with USAID. Here's what she said over the weekend about, you know, not having a lot of fertilizer. Fertilizer shortages are real now because Russia is a big exporter of fertilizer. And even though fertilizer is not sanctioned, uh, less fertilizer is coming out of Russia. As a result, we're working with countries to think about natural solutions like manure and compost. And this may hasten transitions that would have been in the interest of farmers to make eventually anyway. So Mm. never let a crisis go to waste, but we really do need this financial support uh, from the Congress to be able to meet emergency food needs so we don't see the cascading uh, deadly Uh, effects of Russia's war extend into Africa and beyond. Won't this be great? Natural solutions to fertilizer, which will hasten the great reset things that would be in the farmer's best interest anyway in the long term isn't this fantastic we're going to take your questions on the economy carol roth joins us in 60 seconds let you in a little secret i don't like pain no don't i know it's a shock isn't it i mean you think big strong men like glenn Beck. He eats pain for breakfast. Actually, no. Uh-uh, don't like it. I whine a lot. That's why my wife said, will you just try this? Like, it's not going to help. I'm not going to listen to you whine anymore unless you try Relief Factor. I've tried everything. This isn't going to work. I tried it because my wife, she made me. Uh, or she wouldn't, you know, can you bring me some milk? She wouldn't have done it. So I tried it, and uh, three, four weeks later, I think, it's not working. And then I get off, and I stop taking Relief Factor, and I realize, oh, yes, it is. Um, I'm going to keep taking it. And my wife 
drank my milk and said, <laughs> now you can get it yourself. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Try it. 1995. The three-week quick start developed for you. Get out of pain and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. All right. Our, uh, our good friend, Carol Roth, uh, is here. She's a recovering investment banker. Uh, she is also the author of the book, The War on Small Business. Uh, and um, she's she worked across all kinds of uh, industry. She's an outsourced CCO uh, and uh, a director on public and private company boards as a strategy advisor. Welcome, Carol. How are you? I am doing well, Glenn, and happy National Small Business Week to you. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, um, <laughs> I never really wanted to start my own, but it's not something that I was like, hey, I can't wait to do that because my dad was a small businessman and it's really tough. I mean, I saw him struggle his whole life uh, and then I did it because I just didn't want to work for clowns that didn't know what they were doing. I mean, if I want to work for that clown, might as well be me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, uh, is is I'm, I'm concerned that small business can't continue in a country where we are teaching our kids to be risk averse. Uh, it's certainly very difficult, um, or you get the type of entrepreneurs who uh, are delusional, who think that it's easy. Uh, we all know who David Hogg is, um, yeah. I, I believe, yeah. and you know he was complaining on Twitter the other day how difficult it was. He he tried to set up an LLC, and boy, it was so difficult. And why does the government make it so hard? Oh, I hate um, the, I hate these guys. <laughs> I mean. Really? Welcome to the party, yeah. David. Well, I know. And so, I mean, in a sense, it's almost a good thing. It's almost like we should have a training program yes. where anybody who's leaning towards socialism is required to start a small business yeah. just so they can see how difficult it is. Um, but certainly an aversion to risk. Um, you know, more consolidation of power that takes away the opportunity to innovate and all of the barriers that the government has put up to make it more difficult to not only start a small business, but to hire your first employee mm -hmm. and to allow a small business owner to succeed. Um, you know, it is not a good thing for economic freedom, which is one of the reasons why people come here from all over the world to try to start that business and live the American dream. So when the, the Fed is raising the the interest rates to try to control inflation. The reason why this led to an economic boom in the 80s is because at the same time, the government said, forget all this regulation, just go out and start a business, right? Without that part of the Reagan uh, plan, raising interest rates while piling new regulation on, that's really a killer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, if you think about the Fed's options here and what they're trying to do in terms of slowing down the economy, um, you know, given the backdrop that we have of this messed up labor market and supply chain, I mean, the only way you're really getting a slower economy 
uh, in my opinion, is if small businesses and to some extent big businesses, you know, just stop hiring altogether. And I think the small businesses, since they've had such a hard time hiring, you know, can't survive or, you know, other things that make it very difficult for a small business to survive. So the well-capitalized big businesses are going to be able to withstand this roller coaster, which benefited them on the front end, and they will coast through, um, you know, come out the other end okay. And the small businesses that have been beaten up, you know, have been closed, didn't get the relief funds, and, you know, haven't been able to take advantage of that uh, free debt because they're smaller in scale are really the ones that are going to suffer from all of this. Once again, Glenn, yeah. once again. Um, so I, I, if I read this one more time, my head will pop. I keep reading that the economy is, I mean, people are spending money like it's, there's no tomorrow because the average American just has so much money in their bank account. Uh, I, I know that's not true. Uh, common sense will tell you that's not true. Can you please put this to bed? So the average and we've talked about before average is not necessarily the median it's often dragged up by the wealthy at the top end but the average american is in better shape going into this potential recession or stagflation or whatever whatever it is that we're we're about to to face and kind of in the middle of than they have been in other recessions. Um, the personal saving rate is around, I think, 6.2, 6.3% um, as of the end of March, which was the, the last number that came out. Now, that is worse than where we were in 2019 and 2020 going in um, you know, to the pandemic decisions, but it's not sort of horrible on a historic level. We had people pay down a lot of their credit card debt um, you know, with the relief funds and, and whatnot since they were staying home during the pandemic. Now that's starting to creep back up again. So today they are in better shape, but the trajectory, particularly with the inflation as we know, um, is eating away at that. So I would imagine that the personal saving rate will continue to decline. We will continue to see balances increase on, on their credit cards. And at some point, um, the consumer won't have that strength in their balance sheet and probably will also be making decisions to just punt certain expenditures because their core expenditures of living every single day have gone through the roof. So we had some questions come in from the audience, and I, I want to go over a couple of them. Stephen Mary wrote in. You can write in, by the way, glenbeck.com slash question. Um, I keep hearing about food shortages. Some say that famine is coming. My wife and I keep arguing back and forth. She says this is really the rest of the world and not us. Yes, food will be more expensive because of inflation, but we won't have shortages. Which one of us is right? Um, so probably splitting that down the middle. Certainly there is a ginormous crisis across the globe. Um, we heard that clip that you played from the fantastic Samantha Power, oh, who doesn't great. seem to care that potentially, you know, 40 to 65 percent of the world could be food insecure or, you know, face starvation because, you know, we don't have enough fertilizer. Um, certainly we are in a better position in the United States, 
But it depends on things going the right way. I mean, we've seen that we had, you know, a, a bout of avian flu that we had to contend with. You know, it depends on crop yields. It depends on our government not just doing stupid things. I mean, we, we're seeing um, them pulling, you know, feed out of, uh, you know, of the farm in order to put it into gasoline so that they don't have to drill for more oil. I mean, they, they don't make the best decisions. So I wouldn't say that there isn't a possibility that we're going to have issues here because I think there is that possibility. It just probably isn't as stark as it is in the rest of the world. That being said, um, nobody's ever been upset for being too prepared. So be prepared for that. Worst case scenario. Uh, Ron in New York wrote, uh, I think my job is secure, but so did my grandfather or my great grandfather during the Great Depression. How do we know what's coming? What is the difference and how do we prepare? Is it smart for me to buy a house at this point? So, again, this is not financial advice, just some food for thought for you. Um, it really depends on your personal financial situation. You know, if you're somebody who is still sort of living paycheck to paycheck or building up um, your reserves, we don't know what is coming down the pike. You know, there are a lot of issues. The big thing right now geopolitically is, you know, are these stupid statements from the Biden administration going to pull us into some sort of a nuclear war? At that point, you know, all bets are off. If we're just looking at sort of the inflation picture and the recession, I think the one benefit that we do have is that we have so few people in the labor market. Now, granted, it may get many people off the sidelines as they see their 401ks shrinking um, and have to deal with more inflation. But if you have a job that you are secure in, you are probably in a better position. But it's always good, again, to, to kind of think through what are your second and third options? What mm. could you do if that worst case scenario comes about? And then, you know, again, look at sort of the risk reward on the, the, the home front situation. Um, we are underbuilt as a nation in terms of homes, and that is long-term probably going to support housing prices, but it doesn't mean there isn't going to be some variability in the meantime, especially with the increase um, in mortgage rates. So I would just spend a lot of time doing the little pros and cons and putting that plan together for your plan B and plan C and you know, wish you a ton of success. I remember my, my parents, again, small business, uh, in the 70s, it was a nightmare because it was a lot like this um yeah. is it get do, do what do you i mean what do you think is coming is it like the 1970s uh and it just stays like this does i mean nobody knows you know what i mean no americans right. have no um benchmark Certainty? yeah yeah but no benchmark to go back and say it will be like this we've never yeah, seen no, this no, it, there are just a number of factors that are all coming together. And as I said, I think that geopolitical wild card um, is the, the biggest wild card right now. If, if, assuming that we can get that piece under control, because as I said, if that, that goes off the rails, all bets are off here. I think the likelihood is that we see 
a recession, but because of the way the recession has come about um, and some of the other you know weird things that are happening in the economy, I think at least in the United States, it's probably a shallower recession than we have seen um, you know in previous periods. Um, you know, not to say that that won't cause real pain for people. It will. Um, you know, there will pe- be people probably who lose their jobs. Uh, small businesses will end up closing. But I don't think I think that it will be shorter in duration, um, you know, than it otherwise would have been if we didn't have some of these other structural issues mm. going on at the same time. That's fingers crossed. Uh, but, you know, there are a number of factors here. The, the Fed, between raising rates and shrinking their balance sheets, the geopolitical issues and, you know, some of the other kind of issues that we're contending with, um, you know, that, that's just sort of a best guess right now. But but we've got to stay on top of this real time because things could change really quickly. All right. Back with more and Carol Roth and your phone call, 888-727-BECK. Every day, it seems like things go from bad to worse on the inflation front. And if you're not prepared for it. Uh, to go even higher or sky high gas prices and food shortages, you're not paying enough uh, attention. As Carol said, it is always good to be prepared for the worst case scenario. May I suggest you go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. You're going to be able to save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit. And My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company in the world. Uh, a longtime sponsor of this program. And their food kit is very popular, as you can imagine, right now. Make sure you get one for each person in your family. You'll be glad you did if food shortages really do um, rear their ugly head. Preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. Order will ship fast and arrive in an unmarked box for your privacy. That's preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Don't wait for the world to get worse. Hope and work so it gets better, but prepare for the worst at preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Eight 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 seven two seven B E C K is the phone number. Jen in Texas, welcome to the Glenbeck program. Glenn, thank you for taking my call. My sure. question is: um, just recently, within the last thirty days or so, my husband completely, my husband and I completely paid off our mortgage. Wow. Was this a dumb thing to do? Because now we've 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 totally we're now debt free now. But and that's a wonderful thing. But now we miss out on that tax advantage. So, uh, you know, I have to tell you, being debt free is probably the best thing you can ever do. But I hear this question, Carol, from so many people. A, I don't get the tax advantage. And B, if uh, if we go into real inflation, doesn't that help me pay down a debt? I had use of dollars that are worth a lot more. I mean, they play this game. Can you answer this? Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends on, um, you know, how sophisticated you are financially and how on top of things you are. I mean, the reality is that for most Americans, you're not going, oh, well, you know, on a on a real interest rate basis, this is a negative interest rate on my house. <laughs> and I'm really glad I have this capital to do these other things. 
I never think it's a bad thing to get rid of your debt because that's just money that's going out the window. And unless you have some other great investment that is replacing that same kind of return, um, and right now, like I, I'm just not sure where you're getting that. Um, you know, we're having that the stock market is in turmoil. You certainly aren't getting that in your bank accounts. So you know, now you have it in that asset you don't have to worry about it you're not putting that you know extra money out um, each month and then on the tax benefit side i mean you go again i'm not a tax accountant but you know they've changed a lot of the rules like I'm, you're not getting that much of a benefit the same way that you used to they put a lot of caps around these things um, so you know certainly talk to your tax accountant but you know from my perspective for just kind of the average person who's trying to do the right thing, getting out of debt is a phenomenal, phenomenal move. And again, unless, you, unless you've got some other amazing investment that you know is going to return you more than what it is you're paying on your debt, net, net, you've won. Thank you so much, Jenna. I appreciate it. Um, that is the hard thing to, I think, for people to figure out or to really understand how it's not that prices are going up. It's that your dollar is losing value and that causes people to raise prices because their dollar doesn't go as far to buy all of the things that they need to buy, right? Yeah, I mean, if you have a business, you have all of your vendors who are have higher wages, higher cost of inputs. So that means whatever it is that they're selling to you is higher in cost. You're contending with higher wages and higher operating costs, and you put all those together, and all of a sudden your profit margins, which in most industries you know aren't that big, sometimes they're in the single digits, um, you know, starts to erode, and so you say, well, I, either I have to pass this on to the consumer or in some cases they shrink the product that they're offering called shrinkflation you know the the pizza that you get that you know used to be huge you know all of a sudden kind of looks like it's half the size um, or they end up going out of business there are only so many different levers that can be pulled uh, and that's you know that's how it ends up seeping through the economy and it you know it's it's why it ends up impacting all of us and being a permanent tax Carol Roth, she is the author of The War on Small Business. Um, you can ask her anything uh, that you want. You can, you can follow her on her website at carolroth.com or Carol J. S. Roth um, uh, on Twitter. But you can ask any questions and we'll have her on again to answer questions at glenbeck.com slash question. glenbeck.com slash question. Carol, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again. Always a pleasure. Have a great week. God bless. The Glenn Beck Program. It is the final days before Mother's Day, and that means time is running out for you to get the perfect gifts for those special women in your life. GenuCell has got you covered. Right now, you can save up to 60% on all GenuCell products across their website including their brand new ultra retinol cream. And during the uh, limited uh, Mother's Time uh, Mother's Day sale, uh, every eligible order includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours, absolutely free. GenuCell's ultra retinol cream is powered by their proprietary MDL technology. I don't know what any of that means. All I know is that my mom and my wife like it a lot and uh, they like when, when I get it for them. So you should get it for your mom. Uh, she'll look uh, 5, 10, 15 years younger and this is guaranteed or your money back. So... 
Why not give it a shot? No risk here at all. It's a great Mother's Day gift. Right now, join GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order. If you go to GenuCell.com slash Beck, you get 60% off world-class skincare. GenuCell.com slash Beck. Every order automatically upgraded to free two-day shipping with concierge white glove service for a limited time. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Beck. Hey, don't forget, join us at Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com, use the promo code Glenn, and save right now. I mean, I don't want to be a worry wart here. So, Stu, I'm just looking to you to, you know. Sure. So, Germany said, you know, we can't we cannot outright ban uh, oil from Russia because it would destroy Germany's economy and it would destroy the economy on the continent as a whole. Mm -hmm. And um, now he's changed his mind and he's saying we're going to stop all oil. They've changed their mind on quite a bit recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Their entire philosophy of foreign affairs for the past multiple decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So nothing to see there right i mean that's no big deal it's pretty I mean, pretty big deal seems mm, like to me no, i'm i'm oh i mean i'm sorry not a big deal who cares right it's way over there right that, the, the thing I that's mean, happening changed, that's bad is really far away right and they they changed their mind as you said on a lot of things lately and what could that mean i, I don't know i certainly all good things of course you know, I believe it was the philosopher Sheryl Crow who said a change will do you good. Amen. Mm -hmm. So in the last few days, uh, Russia, you know, has stopped all the gas supplies uh, as well. And then again, over the weekend said the risk to nuclear war is very real, you know, which I like coming from Putin, who we found out now over the weekend does have cancer, does have to go under the knife. And he's going seepy seep for we don't know how long as they do whatever to remove the cancer from him. So you got a guy who is probably going to die, knows he's <laughs> going to die, wants to go out with a bang uh, going under the knife. There's a tad bit of speculation in there. We don't that know he's that probably going to die. I mean, he's going to die someday, I yeah. suppose. But I, yeah. we don't know that. Th th that's not necessarily the belief here, right? The belief is this is just a minor, minor surgery. <laughs> and that, the, the, the fact that it was it would explain all of the actions that have occurred over the past couple of months is totally separate. Right. And the fact that like they've had like 56 visits from uh, the radiology department just the 56 though yeah i mean it's just no the 56 that's like saying you think joe biden is you know in incoherent you know what evidence do you have other than all the evidence you know <laughs> it's just the other constant stream of evidence but other than that what do you have okay Nothing. so um he also uh said over the weekend that any foreign intervention in ukraine would provoke what he called lightning fast response from moscow now, I'm not sure what he deems as foreign um, intervention. Um, I feel like we're pretty involved. Now, we don't have troops, theoretically, on the ground in the country. We don't seem to be firing these weapons ourselves. We're just giving them to the people next to us who are firing them themselves. 
in all seriousness, Glenn, if you were, how would you take this if Russia was doing this to us in another country? If we were in the middle of the Iraq war, let's say, and Russia is not only doing things, which we know they were involved in some of the yeah, Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan yeah. And, and we know they had involvement, mm-hmm. but they weren't doing press conferences every day bragging about how they were sending weapons to we've we've donated 10,000 IEDs to the uh, resistance in Iraq and they've killed all of these soldiers. It's going really well. Yeah, no, us. it would not go well. We would not accept that. No. We would not be thrilled about it. Now, I, I'm not saying that it's insane to help. I do think it's insane to keep talking about it. I don't understand why we're oh. announcing that we're oh. sending them weapons. I'm kind of with you on that one. Let there be an, an air of mystery <laughs> as to yes. where these weapons came from. Yep. You know, we we officially, Israel does not have nuclear weapons. And when we're asked about that, we say, what? What are <laughs> I don't even know what weapons you're talking about. What country are you talking about? And that should be the appropriate response to this is, I'm not sure what you mean. That's what when someone asks you, are you sending weapons into Ukraine to kill Russian soldiers? You say, I don't know what you mean. Is there something going on there? So they had a bloodbath this uh, weekend in Ukraine. I mean, things did not go well for Russia again this weekend. And they are just a few days away from uh, May 9th. Yeah, which is a big day for them. Big day. Uh, That's called Victory Day. And they don't want to have record numbers of soldiers coming home in body bags on Victory Day. Uh, so uh, that would be suboptimal. Be suboptimal for them. for them and probably for us. Meanwhile, uh, the military uh, has now gotten an order. At least I shouldn't. I shouldn't say this. Uh, Representative Kinzinger uh, said on I don't know ABC or whatever this weekend something that nobody was watching. That he has, he's now drafted a bill and it's gone to Congress to authorize the president. So he has better flexibility. Mm. Uh, believe me, that guy hasn't been flexible in a long time. Um, <laughs> if they use weapons of mass destruction of any kind, the president has a right to go to war. I totally trust Joe Biden's judgment on yeah. this important matter. Yeah, I don't think we should just write that check. No, and and I don't think that will happen. By the way, I, I don't. Kinziger is is out on his own on this one for the most part. I don't but know. But it could change. I mean, I look, know. you know, if they actually use, which by the way, there's no evidence they're going to use chemical weapons in in no. Ukraine. I, I mean, they may. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be stunned if Vladimir Putin Putin did it. But remember, even in Syria. It, they 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 did what we did right where we're, we're doing in Ukraine right now. We're they kind of stood around and backed up the Syrians, right. but the Syrians were the ones using the chemical weapons. They didn't even use them there. Uh, now look, I that's you know doesn't mean they won't do it here. I would not be stunned if Vladimir Putin did something else crazy. He's done well, many he crazy things in his life. He does seem to be losing badly. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting about the structure of this war with us giving them all these weapons, which we can talk about because they've publicly announced it. Oh, have you heard about the Phoenix Ghost Kamikaze drones we've sent? Yes, them? yes. Oh, I love that. What's, yeah, let's get that on the front page. What's interesting here is that Russia has a pretty strong military, but not as strong as maybe we believed beforehand. But it is what it is, right? They've had a lot of their important people killed, a lot of their best soldiers killed, a lot of their weapons utilized already. They're constantly, they're, I mean, there's all sorts of rumors of them pulling people off the streets basically for this effort. So they're 
military is getting worse as this goes on. The opposite is happening with the Ukrainian military. It's getting stronger because we keep sending them hundreds of millions of dollars of brand new shiny weapons. So their their resistance is actually increasing in its ability to execute the war, which we've seen happen over just the past week, where now targets inside of Russia, Russia inside Russian borders are being hit by mm. Ukrainians mm. with missiles and drones mm. sent to them by Western countries. Mm -hmm. uh, again, on military installations, not, not targeting civilians like the Russians uh, are doing in many places across Ukraine, but still... Again, you know, this is a this is a country who went to its people this week and said, hey, you know, Adolf Hitler was probably Jewish. <laughs> Seriously, this is what they're saying. They do not need a lot of justification to 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 do all sorts of crazy things. And they will you clearly would utilize this for their own propaganda purposes and have honestly what you would probably consider if you were completely neutral in this battle as a good argument. That we are involved in this, that we are helping their soldiers die. And while I agree that they should not be able to roll over the border of Ukraine and, you know, kill a, 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 tons of civilians like they're doing, uh, I can understand why the Russian people are looking at this and saying, wait a minute, we just had a special military operation going on here. And now they're hitting us inside of our borders with with missiles and, and drones from the United States of America. It shows they want regime regime change. Well, and, you know, we've also added something really super uh, special. There's uh, now, I think, two or three countries that are like uh, it's I know it's Sweden and Finland who have now said, you know what? We really we really want in on that NATO thing. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So we got them uh, as well. So now that's going to make the Russians even more convinced. I mean, I, you know, look, I think peace through strength. But I also think you also have to look at your enemy. And I think our enemy is wounded and uh, nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. And think of that. We've talked about this a lot in the framework of Islamic extremism when it comes to humiliation. That factor. That is one of the most important things to Vladimir Putin and Russia. He, Big time. That's been his entire desire this entire time. They've been, they were humiliated by what happened with the fall of the communist regime. We need to bring ourselves back, not even to communism, but back to the czar days. Right. And he when if this goes the way it's going, this country, they thought they could roll over and be welcomed as liberators. If it goes the way it's going, he is not going to just take it sitting down unless he's under from cancer surgery. That's that's the only way that happens. And man, I, I you know, the thing that bothers ugly, me, the, the possibilities here are ugly. Do you know what bothers me is the the press whipping everybody up into a frenzy? That's what I don't like. There's and this is from a friendly, you know, conservative paper, Washington Examiner. Russia is upping its World War Three rhetoric. Vladimir Putin has threatened any nation that directly intervenes in Ukraine with retaliation via strategic weapons, strategic meaning nuclear. At the same time, Russian foreign minister Sergei Lavrov says the risks of nuclear war are now very significant. Russian state media, prominent commentators this week suggested that nuclear war with the West wouldn't be too problematic because the Russians would go to heaven, whereas Westerners would just die. 
Um, yet this is not the time to bow before Russian threats. Indeed, Biden must respond to re- Russian aggression forcefully. This moment is also shaping a message about what America and by association, what the free world will tolerate in the 21st century. If Biden wavers, he will be sacrificing the relative peace and cooperation that was hard won in World War Two. So he's going on um, there. This this writer is going on. Do Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Mark Milley. Like their forebears in World War II, share a willingness to stare down the threat and to win. I think this is a really important discussion, but does it feel like this is a discussion that Americans are having? No. It feels like it's happening in the ether up with the elites, and we're not really engaged in it. I think a lot of people just see this as this you know, this thing that's far over there and not really our concern. We need to be worried about what's going on here. And we do. There's a lot to worry about here. We have a completely incoherent president, massive inflation, the border situation's out of control, CRT, uh, gender stuff. All all of this is real and, and a big problem. When you talk about the entire human civilization and it is existence, this problem is right there. And especially since, you know, you never want an emergency to go to waste. Yeah. The things that can be enacted and done during a massive war are staggering and you never come back from them. When you're looking at a, a party that is acting as reckless as they are, not listening to the average American, not watching the poll numbers, and they are just going over the cliff with our finances uh, with our dollar, with freedoms, all of these things, they, these chickens are coming home to roost. And what is their plan? Yeah, it's scary because if everyone acts somewhat reasonably here, meaning like logically, you could see this escalating out of control. Each side has reason to believe the other side is acting aggressively. And I remember the Breonna Taylor situation where she was shot was one of the Black Lives Matter things. Mm. When you look at that situation in depth, one thing you notice is both sides acted really logically for what happened in the moment. The police came to the door. They had a warrant mm-hmm. to go in. They believed something was going on. They they go, they bang through the door. The guy has a legal permit. He wakes up in the middle of the night. What are you going to do in that situation? You're going to shoot the guy who's breaking mm-hmm. into your room. Yep. The, the police officer gets shot well of course the police officer is going to fire back into the room and then brian taylor gets hit totally logical on both sides on both sides every action except for the maybe the idea that the warrant should have not yes. have been presented that way but that was a decision made before right. the interaction happened kind of the same thing here you know russia makes i think an irrational decision in in, in going into ukraine but it's setting off a bunch of series of a series of actions of people acting relatively logically for the moment that keeps escalating the situation and that's where real danger lies all right let me tell you about rough greens lori writes in about her dog's experience with rough green she said i have three very picky pugs they're they actually lick the bottom of their bowls clean for the very first time since we gave them rough greens i did not know picky pugs existed really two of them they They do do not not seem picky they do not look picky either (laughs) they're in usually but if you can if you can cross that line with a picky dog that's amazing yeah they've been very active ever since they seem extremely happy thank you thank you thank 
Thank you, Rough Greens. Lori, thank you for writing in. If you haven't tried Rough Greens for your dog, you need to. It's full of probiotics, minerals, antioxidants, vitamins. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. Most dogs love it and will go crazy for it, but they want to make sure by giving you a free bag of Rough Greens just to try on your dog. You just pay for shipping. If your dog loves it as much as Uno or the three pugs here with Lori, then you've got to start feeding your dog Rough Greens, putting it on top of the food, whatever it is that you uh, feed your dog. You put Rough Greens on top and they will love it and you will see a difference in your dog. At least I have. Get the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping at Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN with two N's, 33. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. You know, Switzerland doesn't seem like a panicky place, does it? I mean, you know, it's pretty chill. Yeah, yeah, any place you can ski to the bank, I guess, you know. It's going to feel chill. Yeah. So uh, there's an emergency stocks boom in Switzerland going on. Uh, Canned goods are in such demand uh, that there is what's called a ravioli frenzy going on in Switzerland. Chef Boyardee is making a killing right now. We'll give you all the details and so much more coming up in just a second on the Glenn Beck program as we continue after the top of the hour news.